Hi there and welcome to episode 95 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown, as usual. I'm joined by a man who was almost certainly actually a Lewis Carroll character, Dr. Alex Connor. And also, Alice, if the looking glass you went through was a funfair mirror, Mrs. ADHD. <laughs> Alex, hi. Well, you're more like Lewis Carroll himself, James, just saying. You might want to Google you, that because I can't explain uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're pointing at, Alex. And What's it's he not a pedo? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that James is a pedophile. I mean, but I you're not saying I'm not. <laughs> last, I think last week I, I compared you to Jimmy Sample. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's now a theme I'm which obviously not, is going to run on Discord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not even yeah. favorably. I can I can imagine the t-shirt mock-ups that are going to come out of this uh, couple of episodes. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jack. But I come want on. to know what the Lewis Carroll thing is. I mean, you've you've hit the nail on yeah. the head. I was just yeah. desperately oh, trying not yeah. to make it that dark. Yeah. Bloody hell. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And Mrs. ADHD. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did you Most want more from me? Give a bit more information. <laughs> well, no, you normally just say hi. There's always a pause while Alex re remembers this bit is his. It's, it happens every episode. There's a little pause. And normally I have to say blue text, Alex, or something. You don't have to. I was leaving a pregnant pause on purpose. I did think there might be a little bit more from Sam than that <laughs> this time. No. A reminder that we started the podcast because for team science, I don't know. But to be honest, I just get lonely on a Thursday, so I've been lying to James about the metrics for nearly two years. <laughs> James doesn't understand podcasts at all because he still thinks it's 1863. And <laughs> Sam just thinks the microphone is a chupa chups. That's the kind of lollipop, Sam, like your cake pops that you used to make. They're not like cake pops, they're hard. <clears throat> I I think, I th I'm going to scroll to the end. I think you fucking ruined my... One of no, it, it's next episode. You've ruined one of my uh, Alex's head jokes because I did a chopper chops joke for the next episode. I've no now got to fucking change. I that. like chopper yes, chops. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> anyway, this flickering and buzzing fluorescent strip light that seems to be fixed until you sit down and it fucking starts again of a podcast is also a tragedy in three parts. We'll discuss how the week between podcasts has been, or you know, two days from our own ADHD perspective, and as people involved in the ADHD community. We'll also answer some of your questions. Remember to send them in on the socials or on Discord. And we'll talk a little bit more about this week's theme, which was metacognition. So as always, I'll ask how your week was, and nobody will ask me. So Sam, how was your week or two days? Um, mental. I'm really <clears> tired. <throat> oh. It's Everything's really busy at the minute. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I haven't prepared for this. Why is, why is Alex waving at me? Oh, I don't know. I was just playing with my hand. That was a oh, high right. practice moment. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that, that is literally the signal we do on the podcast. And I was just started waving. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was like, what am I saying that's wrong? Why is he trying to get my attention? Yeah, it's just been really, really that. busy. And yeah. um, I'm a bit all over the place at the minute. What about you, James? Oh, that's, what are you doing? That's I know she, she's... Just look at the glee on her face as she likes doing that. Can I just, yeah. can I, yeah, so Sam, just expanding on Sam's week, she has been ridiculously busy, but that's because Sam does take on a lot of stuff because a lot of stuff needs to be done. But equally, um, you know, she's she's doing a lot of stuff for me, like stuff for the company, booking hotels and trains and that for the talks because she's better at it than me. And therefore I do feel a lot of guilt when I see how tired she is or that she's getting headaches because she's been looking at the screen for 15 hours <clears throat> a day. And that does kill me a little bit. Um, thank you for asking, Sam. 
obviously I was a little bit sad um, a couple of Thursday episodes ago. I'm probably still a little bit sad um, when we did the last Thursday episode. I can't remember. Um, so I'm a bit better. I am burnt out as well as Sam. I am tired. Um, and oddly, it's not for me. It's not the the traveling for the talks. That's just massively rewarding. And I love that. And actually get worked in on the trains, which is good because I find it easier to work on a train than at home. There's less distraction. Um, but just in general, the not having time off, you know, it, the, obviously I popped my breather recently, but it, it burnout is, is a real thing. And obviously we covered it in an episode. And at times in the last week, I felt... And this is whether this is a metacognition thing. I've said several times in the last few months, this is the most tired I've ever been. And it clearly fucking isn't. Because I can remember no. when I graded in Krav Maga and they beasted us for four or six hours. I couldn't physically move. That's probably the most tired I've ever been. But being a bit tired when I sit on the sofa, I've never been more tired than this. I'm so <laughs> tired. And it's just not true. Um we did since the last episode we did the brighton talk which was lovely again another i think a city that's generally very accepting of differences yeah, and therefore um somebody said this was really nice when we did a talk in plymouth a lovely lovely woman asked a question about why she couldn't wear a tigger onesie she was, we were talking about stigma and myth and she said i really wanted to wear a tigger onesie to this talk why couldn't i and and it really upset me and i said you should be able to you should be able to wear a tigger onesie wherever you fucking want to you know, yeah. why should why should we not be able to be the people we are and i mentioned this on stage at brighton actually as you know my superpower is crying i cried a little bit on the stage and afterwards somebody came up and said you're in you know you're in brighton you, you can wear a tigger onesie here and nobody <laughs> would say can. anything so may, maybe the maybe the world needs to just be a bit more brighton which i think we'll just is move a, is to a, brighton we could all just yeah. move to brighton everybody would be the only person in the audience in a ticker no. onesie probably <laughs> exactly exactly but related to that tiredness and i fucking hate every syllable of what i'm about to say because alex said this to me my adhd with a lack of sleep goes wild my um symptoms just become uncontrollable so with a week of having a lack of sleep so jack and i were over in norwich and i had to get up at kind of five in the morning and drive back and we'd had a, a few sleepless nights hadn't we sam kind of over the weekend before that so there were a good five days right maybe four hours sleep each night and i just i mean my god i couldn't pay attention to anything okay so you've had a few days to think on that have you because when i said it yes. james do you yes. remember what you said yes. do you remember how yes. clearly yes. you yes. said no. yes yes no. yes yes i do and that's Not why i hate sleep, saying but... this that's why I hate saying Amazing. this. I hate saying it because you were fucking right. And obviously, this is a weary acknowledgement of the fact that during the third the break, when we recorded the last Thursday episode, you said to me that this is because you're not sleeping. And I said, no, it isn't. It's completely unrelated. But I've, I've realised... cognition there, James. Yes, mm, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, Alex, what about you? Well, you both know that I got slightly upset recently and I had to go and talk to you both about <laughs> I don't normally get like that, do I? It was bloody annoying. Um, yeah, and, and you were lovely and it helped very much. So that's I'm just acknowledging that. And that was really good. So I'm getting feeling quite all right, actually. That. <laughs> no, of course you don't. Um, because I'm nothing to you. I'm less than nothing. Yeah. Um, I, I have overcommitted to a lot. Um, and I had to turn my computer off to stop hyperventilating. And I don't, well, I do know why I've done it, because of the thing, right? But that's mm. a bit annoying. Um, 
and and the Tigger ones hit me hard. I, I was looking at talking to my wife about the the our youngest daughter who she seems to consider anybody that isn't the people that live in her house as just muggles. She doesn't want anything to do with them. She just wants to be at home and it's lovely. And Lisa was asking about it, and I said, "Well, I, as a kid, I was always like, even at four, I just wanted to sit and read." And everyone's like, "Oh, that's not socially acceptable. You have to come and bang pots together like the other boys just be more boys." <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like them. I didn't want to be around people. I now know why, obviously, but I didn't then. I think we need to just widen what socially acceptable is. That's what I think yeah. we should do. Absolutely. I don't know if any of that. Yeah, that's how my week's been. So. <laughs> James, I'm starting with you because it's better. Oh, a bit. You know. What stupid thing have you been doing instead of what you were supposed to be doing this week? <laughs> only reason. Two days. The <laughs> only reason you've asked is because it's meta yeah. and it's a little shit. It's a little <laughs> shit joke. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so in the in this week or two days, um, what I've noticed I've been doing, which we talked about in the game on Monday's episode, is is leaving stuff at every single place I've stayed on this tour, and I've re- I've realised this because as I've started to go, hang on, where is that stylus? Hang on. I had a charger for that. Hang on, there was a plug. Hang on, I brought four pairs of pants with me. So I've left everything from relatively expensive um, electrical items to worn underwear, which is not a nice thing to have to uh, turn up to a room to clean if you're a cleaner, even if it's in Germany. And woman's in the title, Alex, as you said in the last uh, in the last episode. I am leaving stuff everywhere and, you know, I, I do checks. I'm normally with Sam and sometimes with Jack and we'll do checks and make sure. But even when I was with Jack and leaving Norwich, we got in the car and he went, where's my phone? And we went, she had to go straight back from the car park to the accommodation and go in and grab the phone. Um, it, it's obviously something we do, but I've just started to realize, particularly as I get tired, that, that that's kind of that check that, yeah, I've definitely got everything. It's obviously, it's obviously not accurate. What about you? Working underpants. No, they were good ones actually, and I did get down to to just working underpants um, the other day, and I don't even like wearing them anymore. And I was looking Mm. at them, thinking, "Oh, come on, really? Was there a ding there? I reckon. Yeah. Ah, Is it meta ding, Alex? In other words, it's not a ding at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're 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 good pants. They're the good pants, and I've left them. What about you, Alex? What ADHD things? Because it's not going to be one. Have you been doing instead of what you're meant to be? Uh, chess again I've managed to avoid <laughs> chess for years I got obsessed with chess more than once and I got back into chess again worst fucking game ever for my ADHD it's, it's pretty much a game designed <clears throat> the winner is the person that can hold attention for the longest on something not massively rewarding and I'm back into chess and it's so annoying I would, I would love for you to watch my good friend Frankie play chess yeah. because um he it's possible he may have ADHD. I don't want to kind of out any neurodevelopmental disorder he may have, but I have never seen anything scarier, I think. And if Frank is six foot five, he's a fucking gorgeous kind of he's just such a lovely guy. But when he plays chess, you can see the focus. You can see the act it's 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 a little bit like Mike Tyson before he walks into walked into the ring. It's scary. And I've watched him play chess in person. You know, and you know when someone else moves and it takes the other person less than a second to move because they've already worked out the six possible moves and he's just staring and then bangs the timer. And I've watched him play online as well. 
And I can see him dragging pieces while he's work while the other person's waiting and he's working it right. Well, he, if he does that, I'll do that. If he does that, I'll do that. The reward he gets from chess is so utterly rewarding that when we were at Marston Park and he was playing in person, I was speaking to him and he did not know I was there <laughs> because it laser guided focus on this. And it, it's right. incredible that you've mentioned it. I'd just like you to play him because he'd fucking decimate you. I did the exact same thing, except I don't I haven't thought about it. So just make that that'll do. <laughs> and that's clearly how that's clearly how it works. What about you, Sam? Um, well, as you were saying, I'm really fucking tired and really busy at the minute. I um yeah, I've been struggling with headaches a lot because just mm. because I'm I'm working on my screen all day and then before and after work I'm answering messages and stuff from the charity and doing admin for the charity. So, and then I'm just getting loads of headaches because I can't see. I'm just busy all the time. But I think because of that, I've been doing loads of things that are stupid as well. Like the other day I got out of the shower and I was I, I just literally got out the shower, opened the window as I do to let the steam out, started cleaning the sink and then when I finished cleaning the sink, I thought, oh, my God, I'm freezing. Why am I so cold? And I looked down and I was dripping wet. I hadn't dried myself Ding. when I got out of the shower. <laughs> That's a good one. Things are unrelated. And, and the window was open. I was just dripping with water and, and soaking wet. And um, and the other day when James was going, I think it was when you got back from Norfolk. And I, Oh, no, you were just about to set off. I, I was about to say this because you didn't say this on Thursday. And I think this is brilliant. Yeah. And I should have been spending time with you. But instead, mm. as soon as I got home from work, I thought, the weather's nice. I might just prune that bush <laughs> ding before I... <laughs> I not even think that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I can't even ding that would be a meta ding in another world. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I thought, I'm just going to give that bush a quick prune. And before I knew it, the bush was just... Like I can't even. It's just a stump. A stump. I've taken all the breast branches off, and I covered the garden in like branches, and and then filled the bin with all the branches. And then I thought, what I'll do is I'll get rid of all this mulch from underneath the 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 bushes. And I was really pleased. I was just doing it by the handful. It took me forever, and I was thinking this is a really good thing I'm doing. And then afterwards, I thought, how am I going to stop the weeds from coming up? Ah. I'm going to need mulch, oh, no. which I just picked up. And then I realised as well, I'd filled the bin. And in fact, as James was driving off, I'm jumping up and down on top of the waste bin to try in and a, get rid of all these branches. In a massive wheelie bin, which is not which is on gravel, so it's not stable, and it's full of branches, which are all kind of twisted. And she's jumping all up and down. And she's she's barely spoken to me. And she's quite, you know, she doesn't like me going away. And she's a bit nervous and anxious and upset. And she wants a bit of us time. And she's basically walked and gone, hi, give me a give me a hug, grab these these shears, and then started cutting this bush up. And as I've got into the car, I've gone, right, I'm off there. And she's gone, oh, oh, sorry. And then just run over to the bin and started jumping on this, this stuff. Wow. Yeah. And then I realised that actually you now have to pay for your garden waste collections. Yeah. And I decided that I wasn't going to do that. I was going to compost. Compost. Well, I've had to pay for it now because it was just it was just full. So anyway, mm. there was that. So I basically fucked the front garden, basically. Um, the, you know, the one that everyone sees. <laughs> in in the spirit of metacognition, Sam, I'm just I'm just going through my little big beautiful book of Sam quotes. There's one here I like, which is. I don't get headaches. 
Yeah, I've been getting them a lot recently. And, and I think it's the vision thing, because when I eventually look away from my phone or the computer when I'm answering messages and stuff, I can't see. Because I've right. been focusing at that at that range for so long, I can't actually see because I've just been, you know, because we're getting more and more popular, guys. And there's, anyway, do you, do, you, do you remember, Sam, when, when James said a few days ago, it's because you look at screens for so long and you said very clearly, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> true mm, yeah yeah i was there well yeah. i can't remember that so it's not true doesn't sound anyway, likely the next morning after the bush incident i got up but, so i get up really early in the morning and i try and get some charity admin done before i start work and if i can i'll try and get a little bit of work done as well um so i'm, I'm doing that and then thought right i better go down have breakfast and and have a shower so i went downstairs mm. and just started cleaning the oven which takes a long time <laughs> by the way I know and then before I knew it I was like oh hang on I I should be at work by now so I'm messaging my boss going I'm just running a bit late this morning and and then ran upstairs and and got a shower and 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 then came downstairs and the cats had brought a dead thing in and I just couldn't cope with it at all because I'm not I'm not good at dealing with things when they're dead and better when no. they're you know they've got to be in the mouth hospital or something yeah that that's that's on alex's cv isn't it basically is uh, skills and experience james yeah. normally deals with the dead things so it took me ages to just pluck up the courage to actually touch this dead animal and and <clears throat> and then i was really really late for work it was really bad um did you literally that... pluck up the courage was it a bird was it a dead bird no it was like um it's a small rat. <laughs> oh, yeah, mouse. Rat. Mouse. Yeah. <clears throat> or or, or it was a small rat. Anyway. Oh, that's anyway, all my saw is small rats. <laughs> no, they're not. I love rats. When I used to work in the prison in the morning, I'd get there and I'd have them like, I was like the Pied Piper of rats. There'd be whole families running alongside me and they're really wasn't... quite big like cats. Mm. They were beautiful. I loved them. Wasn't I like rats. Wasn't the Pied Piper of rats the Pied Piper? <laughs> I thought he pied piped children. Well, for well, rats at the first. end, yeah, oh. <laughs> that wasn't his job. He didn't. That was more of they a didn't, hobby. They, yeah, they didn't. They didn't hire him, saying, "Can you come in and get rid of all our children, please?" Absolute and then he didn't pay with children again. <laughs> <laughs> They're like I'm rats. Like the, I'm like the pied piper of rats. It's amazing. <laughs> that is I incredible. I can't remember what the pied piper was. Anyway, that'll bit, do. Yeah. Well done. And that's okay. Fab, see you in the next part. I don't know. Bye. Green. Bye. Oh, sorry. Alex. Hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Welcome back to episode 94 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. That's episode 95. You misheard. As always, in part two, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking questions uh, from, from, the, from the ADHD adult community, whether it's the Instagrams or Twitters, at the ADHD adults, but obviously mainly the Discord. Hi, everybody. First one from Sarah ADHD AF. Please, could you explain this research article and whether it's worth using saffron? <laughs> I haven't opened it. I'm really hoping somebody else has. It was well, uh, it's a paper on the effectivity of saffron ex- extract on treatment for children's. Uh, James, do you want to do you want to tell? Yeah, me before we yeah. So, I, so, I, so I had a look, 
and we 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 briefly really touched on this in the past. And the reason we haven't gone into detail is because it's really fucking boring. But there are different levels of evidence. And therefore, if if you see a website say a study showed, it doesn't mean that's reliable. So for example, if you just took 10 people and gave them, in this case, saffron, or it could be uh, lion's mane or omega-3 or kicked them in the bollocks, it doesn't matter. If you just took 10 people and then asked them how they felt about that, whether their symptoms were better, and they said yes, that would be very low-quality evidence because there's no control group, for example, so you're not comparing it to people that weren't kicked in the bollocks, and it's a very low sample size, which means you can't generalise that finding to the general population. It's not enough people to be statistically... Um, uh, something that you would have confidence in. So therefore, there are levels of, of evidence. The, the kind of gold standard is what we would call a double-blind randomized controlled trial where nobody, the investigators nor the participants, know what they're being given, if it's a medication, whether it's a placebo or not, until afterwards. And there are objective measures that are used rather than asking somebody. So evidence varies. And Therefore, sometimes when you see a study shows, you have to kind of critically analyze it a bit. And if you look at this study, it was a non-randomized, non-blinded, pre-post intervention study. And that means basically they had they had two groups. Um, 27 people were given methylphenidate and, and 36 were given saffron. So those numbers are they're too low for this to be statistic, statistically trustworthy because you would probably need for the analysis they did about 60 odd people in each group um, and they they looked in children adolescents age 7 to 17 and what they showed in this is that the e efficacy if you like which is another word for effectiveness within a study of saffron was comparable to that of methylphenidate and what they've also said from this study is that saffron was more effective for treating the hyperactivity symptoms in children whilst <clears throat> methylphenidate was more effective for inattentive symptoms now this doesn't mean that's not true in critically analyzing it, it just means it's a poorly designed study which we would call low quality evidence so therefore what i would say is don't rush out and buy saffron supplements that expensive um, anyway is it surely <clears throat> there's no the supplements are it's low it's low amounts of saffron in there but but again it, it, i'm not saying it doesn't work it might do it's just that this is kind of low quality evidence and therefore it's not something that should make you rush out and try saffron but you know there's often no harm in trying supplements so i've got a, a question so i i believe saffron to be effective and i want it to be true and my opinion mm. counts as much as yours but on the other hand this is obviously bollocks so i don't know what to believe <laughs> I think that's the thing with all the supplements, isn't it? There's just not enough evidence. So uh, every time the, the answer is, I mean, it might be effective, but we haven't got yeah, the yeah. evidence to, yeah. to so prove that. Your and this podcast is all about we yeah, yeah. we only go on what, what we've got evidence for. So it might be, but we don't know. The only uh, thing we've it, ever it, found... Sorry, James, I should have put my hand. The mm -hmm. only thing I think we've ever seen that with a, a little bit of slightly stronger evidence is omega-3, but it's still not super strong, is it? No, it's it's not. So if, if you look at the evidence, it's mostly in children. And there are quite a few studies. And again, they all vary in quality. Some of them were double-blind, randomized controlled trials. And some of them were just we gave some kids omega-3. And some of them we looked at where we looked at their their food reports their dietary reports, which everyone fucking lies on, and works yeah. out how much omega-3 they were getting from their diet. And what they've shown, if you look at them, is improvements, no improvement, things got slightly worse. 
And that gives you an, an idea about how that's what science is. It doesn't always agree. And you have to try and therefore make a consensus from studies, which we often do something called a meta-analysis, which is where you take the data from all those studies and create one big data set and show whether it's effective. And those meta-analyses often show for most things, no, no, actually it, it's not. We're a bit like James Dean and Marla Brando rolled into one, aren't we? With our <laughs> we obviously like, are. So, yeah. yeah. So to get back to the question, Sarah, ADHDAF, saffron might help, but I wouldn't trust a study of this quality to certainly not take medication and take saffron instead. Out of old bollocks, I reckon. Yeah. Question two. Um, which I can't see who it's from, but it says, cheers, I keep losing and then finding things and then losing them again. Can I ask if you have any advice on following a certain way of eating for those who have ADHD who also struggle with compulsive overeating? So I'm guessing it's the second bit, not the first bit. So any advice for people who have a certain way of eating for those who have ADHD who also struggle with compulsive overeating? Like Anything else? focused like concentrated on the question properly yeah so advice on following how do you how do you how do you yeah. create like a your diet that works for you because you can't go on a diet nobody in the mm -hmm. world really can effectively you can you have your diet and that's it it's a noun not a verb mm. it's a really really good question the, the answer is no there's no one solution that fits everybody for adhd or anybody else for following a diet what what i will say is is that sleep is a big no, it isn't. That's <laughs> James in my head. Sleep <laughs> is a big part of this, as he well knows, and and working your sleep can help with diet. Also, uh, thinking, you know, one thing that works really well is changing your plate size. If if you're eating too much, you can literally change the diameter of your plate. Can help. Um, eat, having a set time when you don't eat, so I, I won't eat after seven. Just anything that can trigger a little bit of routine in in a brain that isn't geared up to loving routine. It's really a really, really difficult question. And uh, you can probably get help from a coach or from a uh, go and see your GP if they'll let you through the blooming door at the moment with the political situation. What about you, James? You more your thing? <clears throat> yeah, as somebody who's a binge eater, I, I, I know a little bit about this. And obviously, as, as, as somebody that's worked in behavior change models in some of the studies, the key thing is, what we said, what we use the, the we use the phrase adherability. Any lifestyle change that you want to kind of engineer, whether it's I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to change my my diet, I'm going to engage in a certain activity, is only going to be as successful as your ability to stick with it. So, for example, when you look at different dietary patterns, if you compare all the different diets in rabbit ears, Alex is right, it shouldn't be a verb. So low carb versus low fat versus fasting versus, you know, calorie restriction versus support groups like Weight Watchers. If you look at, again, grab all that data into one big data set, they're all as effective as each other. And that's because each individual person might work well with a low carb diet, but not with a low fat diet and well with a calorie restriction diet, but not with fasting. So you need to find out what works for you if you want a better relationship with food. And that means trying to work out what foods you enjoy, making sure you still have them, because if you cut out all foods you, en you enjoy, you're not going to stick to that eating plan. If you tend to find there are times of the day where you always eat and you try a, a fasting type diet and that excludes the times of the day when your family eat, that might not work. So you've got to try and work out what works for you. And in terms of the compulsive overeating, the other, the other tip is, and it's hard, but don't have fun stuff in the house because, you know, with compulsive overeating, if it's there and particularly if it is a 
at the level of a, an eating disorder, if it's there, you know, the temptation will always be for whatever your trigger is, I'll eat it. Sam? Yeah. And actually, even if we haven't got it in the house, if you really want to eat, then we just yeah. get a taxi to go to the local petrol station and pick <sighs> shit up for a sweet, don't mm. we? Um, yeah. So maybe deleting apps like that from your phone just yeah. to make it a bit more difficult um, to get food into the house. Um, for me, the thing that works is is distraction. If I just keep myself busy with other things, I can get and, and probably this is related a lot to my hyperfocus as well. If I go into hyperfocus, I'm not going to eat. So it's probably not actually a good tip to give to people to put themselves into hyperfocus. But um, I just distract myself. I keep myself busy with other stuff, and then I don't think about eating. But then I, I... I don't struggle a lot with this, to be honest. Mm. That, that word distraction is is it it is what it is. I, I would also say some people feel bad about themselves if they oh I have to distract myself. I replace that term with I find other rewarding things are healthier rather than healthy things that reward me at the same time. Um, so I don't feel bad about feeling like I have to distract myself. I just I need to get a reward. I've got ADHD. It's a short term mm. emotional reward. What are my options and put them on rotation because nothing works forever, does it? Apart from, in my case, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we've dealt with that. Sam, third question. Uh, right, okay, sorry. Um, this is from Ellen. Currently in hospital post surgery, just routine kidney stuff. Oh, this is an old one. Oh, you put these in, didn't you, James? Um, currently in hospital post-surgery, just done routine kidney stone zapping and removal and was asked about eating and drinking regularly, which I kind of struggled to answer due to persistent hyperfocus issues and got a strange look when mentioning that I forgot to eat, drink and go to the bathroom often. <laughs> that just tied into what I said before. Mm -hmm. Was wondering if you have any ideas on explaining in a relatable way or maybe an analogy, analogy that would help? Side note, the stone was likely a result of this that I don't recommend. Staying hydrated is so hard. Ding. Ding. No, not ding. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Kidney stones. That's why that, That's why I picked the question, Sam, because I, I thought there was a – it related to the one earlier <laughs> about eating patterns. Clever. Clever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's difficult and, and also relates to metacognition because you've mm. got to explain – the things that you're thinking and why you don't do the things that you need to do, which is good. Uh, Alex, you're nodding. Go. I was nodding along with where you were going. I liked it <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what I always used to tell people now, I probably still do actually is I didn't used to like saying ADHD because of the stigma attached. And now, you know, I'm, I bully people about it. So it's fine. But I used to say, I have a neurodevelopmental condition and if you if you want me to explain that a bit more i'm more than happy to but you're gonna to have to take my word for it otherwise because it's not my job to educate people well i mean it literally is but it, it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> and so i firstly i would say that and if they do if they acknowledge that they want to learn about it then then i'll tell them but if they don't if they which a lot of people used to do if they go oh i don't believe in that have you tried trying harder I wouldn't engage. I would just tell them they they, they need to understand this. That they my job isn't to educate you. Your job is to have empathy, especially in in a healthcare environment. What I would say is that when we overpay, just describing what hyperfocus is and that attention it, it isn't a lack of attention ADHD always. It's it's that we can pay too much and that can lead to 
not doing life hygiene. That's what I would say. James, what about you? Anything to add for that? I'd say always try and think if you can, which we can't because we've got poor mental cognition. Try and <clears throat> try and think of examples that that normos might understand. So yeah, you know, when you get lost in a good when you get lost in a good book and you read it, um, you know, for so long that all of a sudden you realise it's dark outside. You don't realise how much time has passed. Well, you were you were so focused on the book, you didn't notice a a change in your environment that most people would have noticed. If you try and think of the things that aren't just ADHD that people can focus on so much that they don't really realize it could be a book or a film or when they're driving that they don't actually listen to a, a conversation etc they are examples of of our attention being focused on one thing the brain cannot deal with all the information that comes in so it has to make the decision i'm going to filter all that out and i'm just going to pay attention to this thing because it just it can't deal with it and therefore whilst the brain is focusing or hyper-focusing on something, it is ignoring the signals from your your thirst receptors or your, the part of your brain that tells you you're thirsty, saying you're thirsty, you drink. It's ignoring the signals from the brain saying you're hungry. It's ignoring the signals from your bladder saying I need to empty because it's choosing to filter those out to focus on the thing you're doing. It sounds like somebody's recently been to the Lachuren dot. Am I correct? Been to what? Just... <laughs> see Latour and Dot? Haven't you not? Is that not what this is about? I can o I only assume that's what <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why I come to it doesn't this. Doesn't matter. Really um... <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what about you? Any thoughts? I think that was really good you what you them? said about yeah. what? Did you yeah, give what yours? You I can't said... remember. Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I just read the no. question out. <laughs> Very <true. laughs> Um, Yeah, no, I think that's really good what you were saying about using things that, like, normal, normal people... I don't know what that was. Three, two, one, just a bit. <laughs> what normal people um, <laughs> can think about. That, that's a really good thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good way to explain it. A lot of ADHD, actually, isn't it? Because, yeah. because it is an but extreme. But also... Yeah. I need to make sure I drink more because I really don't want kidney stones. I'm predisposed to them, apparently, according to my DNA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that and leprosy, Which we've already talked but about. we won't get back into that. <laughs> so, yeah, drink more. How can we make sure we drink more? Alarms? Yeah, I mean, you can, but when you're in hyperfocus, you won't hear the alarm. There are there are practical things you can do, like as we do, like having specific containers of a set volume and making sure I'm going to drink three or four of those containers today and even noting down if you have it won't work every day but in hyper focus you're you're, you're just not going to because you're not going to notice you're thirsty yeah that's true yeah, that's true yeah yeah you don't even notice you're bleeding or in pain oh wow <laughs> I, do, I do i do love how awkward alex feels when you mention female issues anyway oh i yep. thought it was just you with your dodgy toe no, 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 no. no. Remember I, when I, I was standing in the room that. down and I bled all through my clothes and I was in loads of <laughs> no. pain and I was really hungry and thirsty and tired. Yeah. No, don't remember. Anyway, we'll take a break. And in part three, we'll, we'll, we will give thoughts on this yeah. week's theme and podcast. Well done. Welcome back to episode 95 of the ADHD <laughs> Adult Podcast, the weekend ADHD 21, um, where we're talking about our thoughts on this week's theme and podcast, which was 
Metacognition. Yes. James. What, oh, so what, what made no, you choose yeah. the last idea for a theme? <laughs> Sorry, I literally um, I, I did. I didn't. Alex did, <clears throat> actually. Wow. Um, Alex, Alex, Alex decided to do metacognition. I agree it's something that's really important because we've talked about it and we mentioned it in little talks, etc. But obviously nobody knows what it is because even the name is a, a bit daunting. Even when you say cognition, you know, some people might know not know what cognition is, but they're meta. You know, they're not easy terms to understand. But then as we could see in Monday's episode, as we went through the psychoeducation, Sam went from, I've got no fucking idea what's going on to, oh God, yeah, I'm really shit at this. Mm-hmm. And therefore I think it could be helpful for people to understand that we are not the best at working out how often our symptoms occur, but we're actually quite good at working out the impact they have on our lives. And I find that fascinating that we can we can kind of external things like, well, I've got relationship issues, you know, my boss is unhappy with me, I'm in loads of debt. Those objective external things we can record, but our thought processes, we struggle to actually pay attention to them and describe them effectively. So I just thought it was really interesting. Sam, what about you? Mm. Get fed up of saying this now. I have no editorial <laughs> rights on this podcast whatsoever. I didn't choose the theme. I didn't even look at the script this week as you might have noticed i've totally dialed it in what about you well thanks (laughs) i just wanted to do meta jokes i think that's fairly obvious and bloody good ones too i was successful oh god (laughs) i laughed so hard and i've read them out to so many people because they made me laugh so much and then when i realized that it's just me it just makes me happier (laughs) Um, we get asked a lot to explain it because it isn't an easy concept to understand at all and i think after about the fifth or six six times months Come on, can you do that on the podcast? Can you describe that a bit more? What, what is it and what, what does it mean? We then I just started writing it. I think that was that was it really. Um, was there anything on the <laughs> a theme, a thought, or a tip that you forgot to say, Sam, or that obviously in your case you literally just thought of and could add? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really thought of anything. I just find it fascinating that like when James if you know if we're having a chat about you know, we try and communicate effectively, which we're really shit at, actually, but you're better than me. And you'll sit down and you'll go out, you know, how are you feeling? Explain to me. And I just can't. And I I find it fascinating that, you know, some people can and some people can't because I literally, Mm. I I cannot, I don't know how I'm feeling or you can carry on. I can't explain, (laughs) even if I'm aware slightly that I'm sad, say, I can't explain why or, what's made me feel that way and i find that fascinating I, so, so again we, we've mentioned that word alexithymia and i think we do need to do an episode on this that kind of inability to know or explain how you're feeling and i think that you the other night when we had a chat and you, you said to me I, I can't tell you how i'm feeling i don't i don't know the words to describe i'm not sure but you weren't right you weren't kind of happy you weren't necessarily sad but you you said i i, I just can't tell you how i feel and that, yeah, and that is and that goes- with everything as well, like if I've got like a physical ail, if there's something wrong with me, if I'm ill or something, I can't describe what's going on in my body. Sometimes I don't even know if it's pain yeah. or discomfort. I can't, I don't understand what's happening. So then it's really hard to go to a doctor and say, yeah. I know something's wrong, but I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell you what my symptoms are. And I find it fascinating that some people absolutely know. And yet I feel like 
sometimes I know I can feel everything in my body at the same time, but I can't describe what's going on. It's just really, really bizarre. It's an awkward pause. Yeah, I know. What about you, James? I just find it interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's what you should have said, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, um, isn't it? But we'll, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but we'll go with that. Um, so, so again, I suppose it's it's reinforcing the fact that once you are aware of this, which hopefully people will be after the, the podcast, they'll be more aware that oh god, actually, yeah, I am not very good at thinking about you know my thought processes and my cognitive abilities and my, my symptoms. It is just to reinforce that other people around you might be more aware. Other people around you almost certainly will be more aware. I mean, Sam, we've talked about this before, as she was going through titration, which she's now just finishing, you know, saying, I, I, I don't know, these meds aren't working. You know, I'm not, I don't get it. And objectively from the outside, she'd like literally gone from spending hours and hours lay on the bed, hating herself on her phone to working so long and so hard, ding, to the point that I would get annoyed that she wasn't spending time with me and selfishly. And we, and we, and we, we often, we just don't know. So, you know, if you're not sure about something, ask those people close to you. And, and again, write, write things down. I, because of my bipolar, I have to keep a mood diary. So I have to write down every day what my mood is on a scale of naught to 10, because that can help me spot when I'm going into a low or maybe look for triggers for when I'm going into a low. And it's the same with your symptoms. You can, if you remember to, Write down symptoms to try and help you be more aware of them. So that those are the things that I would say. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I think one thing I wanted to add was that we can't do this for everything we think about and everything we feel. Nobody can, but we're generally worse at it on average. So I would say that if there are things that aren't that big a deal, it's just who you are, that's sort of all right. Emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. And because like when whenever we're masking or coping strategies, a lot of the reasons we're successful is because we we put that emotional energy into something maybe that hurts, you know, that's difficult for us, but don't put emotional energy into lots of other things. So if there's, think about the things that actually affect you or your relationship or your work where metacognition would help and maybe really focus on those things. So if it is, for example, um, the strengths maybe in your job that you want to build on rather than just every aspect of your work life or an element of your relationship. In my case, I really have to work on, if, if we're in an argument and I don't actually know if I'm being insane or not, that's something I really work quite hard on, but then I let a few of the other things go. So really think about it, are the consequences of this diet or something that I care about and really maybe put the energy into thinking about thinking on those. What I would say is that there's no evidence that coaching works for ADHD because the evidence isn't there yet. As a, as a coach, I find that amusing, um, and we're an evidence-based organisation. But there is evidence that things like coaching and therapy work for a lot of the things that people with ADHD can struggle with, and metacognition is one of those. Because you're not going to sit in a room on your own for an hour and go, right, Alex, how did you feel? Who could help me with that? You're not. You're not. If you were, you wouldn't need a coach. So it might be worth getting someone, a loved one, if you can't, if you haven't got money for a coach or group coaching or something, get someone to to just sit with you and ask you those questions. You can give them the questions. Give them a sheet of Kipling's Honest Serving Men, James, and, and ask them to ask you back, what's going on with you? Why do you think that is? And don't know is okay. It's fine. Those are the things I would have said. I think. So, right, so you're aware. Was... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. just quickly. Oh. So you're, yeah. you're obviously aware of Kipling 
but you can't you couldn't name one Christopher Nolan film and and you finally got kind of memento at the end I, I mean I find that fascinating yeah I've never even heard of him Jesus Christ yeah I mean, this isn't a surprise to anyone. You don't know what yeah. Le and is. You've heard of Nessie and Dorma, though, presumably. <laughs> yeah. For the love of... Is it the same thing? Well, it's a song from... I'm not... Oh, even... right. I can't even... Oh, yeah. I didn't know. This is good, actually. I've just realised that we get loads of people asking, like, I'm going for diagnosis and I've got to fill out all these questions and say how my ADHD affects me, and I don't yes. know. No. <laughs> so I've just realised... I've only just, now that we're ending realize that this is to help those people that, that you know we can say to them ask other people or write things down over a longer period yeah we i'm sorry i've uh, just amazing. realized what this is all about you've <laughs> metted the meta i can't think of a better place to say that was episode 95 of the adhd adults and it was the possibly last ever Thursday extradition, not really, of the ADHD Adults podcast after Monday's episode on metacognition and ADHD. If you like this nonsense and want to get involved, please contact us on the socials at the ADHD Adults and the Discord channel, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Pigeons, I don't know. Have a lovely weekend. Goodbyes. Bye. See ya. Trigger warning packs on, clacks on, clacks on, clacks on, big clacks on, no, 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 no. Trigger warning packs on, clacks on, clacks on, clacks on.